0: The following program is produced by the Align and the Sound team. If you like what you hear, please stick around at the end of the show to find out more, contact us, and contribute towards a positive future.
1: We're joined on the phone by Harriet Swift from uh, from Chipstop. How are you going, Harriet? Well, thanks, Scotty. Excellent, excellent. Uh, now, you're down in Mumballa State Forest as we speak. I
2: am, yes. Um, I've been here since about five o'clock this morning.
1: Five o'clock this morning—that is a rather <laughs> early start. <laughs> That's a and, a and a cold one. A cold one, I bet. Yes, not, uh, a,
2: not as cold as can, but, but oh nowhere cold here.
1: So, just starting to get frost here now. So. <laughs> now, uh, what what brings you to the Mumballa State Forest at five o'clock on a freezing morning?
2: Well, uh, we've actually been here every day since the twenty-ninth of March. Every working day, that is. That—that that was the day when the loggers moved into start destroying the forest and the reason we're in this forest, not one of the other maybe 30 odd uh, forests that they're logging at the moment is the koalas. Um, Mm. People might have heard about the the Mumbler koalas, they're the last ones in this region and we just don't think they should be logging the the habitat Mm. and circumstances.
1: Are there many koalas down in that region?
2: No there aren't, they're very scarce now, the Um, The state government-sponsored surveys last year found that there were probably something like between 30 and 50 koalas. And they're not all in Mumbler, but they're they're sort of clustered in Mumbler. There's um, quite a relatively high density of them in in this forest. And uh, the, the rest of the forest around Mumbler too is very good habitat. And if they if they aren't there now, they should be there.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. Um, And has anything disturbed these koalas in the past?
2: Um, Look, I couldn't honestly say that it's logging that's brought them to this state. It's a combination of things. It's um, land clearing for agriculture. It's um, disease. It's Hunting, you know, about 100 years ago, they they were shooting them for their skins and exporting the skins to America. And they only stopped doing that when the Americans stopped buying them. And logging, of course, hasn't helped. So even though it hasn't been logging that's brought them to this parlous state, it could be logging for wood chips that finishes them off. And we just can't afford to take that risk.
1: Yeah, right. Is the koala a threatened species?
2: No, it's not. Um, and that's another thing because you know, nationally it has been declining very seriously and, and quickly and there are grave concerns about it even in other regions where it's been pretty abundant until now. Mm. And, and in fact there's a, an application before the um, <laughs> Environment Minister Garrett to, to have it listed.
1: Yeah, right. Um, now where is, where is Mumballa?
2: Mumballa's about... Oh, 10, 15 kilometres north of Bega. It's, it's the big mountain that, that dominates the whole landscape when, when you're anywhere around Bega. It's a really important mountain for the, for the Aboriginal people.
1: So that's those big and hills you can see to the north of Bega? Yeah. Ah. yeah.
2: It's, it's a sacred mountain for the Yuan people. And in fact, um, the top bit of it is, is now the Biomanga National Park, which is owned by... The Aboriginal community, but they have strongly supported us in in this campaign because they want the whole mountain protected they They don't think you know it's sacred one side of the road but not the other <laughs> that, that seems new to give us to them and so they've they've been really terrific the traditional owners have have come out on marches with us with us they've done on forest walkings with us, and it's been really great working with them.
1: Yeah, fantastic. And was the uh, was the whole mountain gazetted in the in the eighties?
2: Um, no, but a lot more of it was gazetted than is now national park. And in fact, this is what has caused a big headache for the forestry authorities. Because okay, sorry,
1: I should just interrupt and uh, get you to explain what gazetted means. We're talking um, lingo here.
2: Um, it was it was listed formally as what they call an Aboriginal place, which means that. It's entitled to some form of protection. Okay. And it turned out after they'd been logging for about three weeks that, in fact, the area where they were logging was gazetted as an Aboriginal place, which means that it should have been protected. Mm. That was... We thought it was a great victory that stopped them logging for 24 hours.
1: Really, and then they just kept on yeah. going in a, in a gazetted area?
2: Well, no, they moved down the road
1: to, the, oh, to
2: where it was not, not the Aboriginal place. But uh, the, the traditional owners are not happy with that either, of course. They've, they would rather see the whole mountain protected.
1: Mm. Right, so um, so what's happening now? Is there uh, anything else? That, well, what other victories have you had in the campaign?
2: We don't have an awful lot of victories.
1: <laughs> not a whole lot going on. You've but, um, had lots of lots of small sort of steps like that one that have held them up for a little time, or
2: yeah, oh, we certainly have um, slowed them down and cost them money and annoyed them. But um, you know, we're still hopeful that um, the politicians are going to see the sense on this. This campaign on the number of koalas has been in the media worldwide. You know, on every continent, it's obviously. Um, our message is being listened to around the world, but it's not being listened to by our politicians, who are still refusing to acknowledge that um, the koalas are at any risk at all.
1: <laughs> yes, it's a yeah, it's a funny sort of thing, isn't it? Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, so, uh, have there been any arrests down there?
2: Um, well, funny you should mention that. Just this morning, I got a infringement notice. Blocking traffic.
1: <laughs> oh, really? But,
2: and there were a few of us got that. The so traffic was a log truck,
1: right? What What does that involve?
2: Well, I don't know yet. Actually, it, it could be quite steep. It's, I got one the other day that was under the uh, the traffic law, and that was only uh, you know fifty five dollars or something. That's Manageable, but this one could be worse because it's under the forestry regulations. Uh-huh. And some of them are quite savage.
1: Yeah, well, there was a case of somebody who even fought one, I believe, down at Yambulla, down near the border with Victoria, and they, uh, they ended up having to sell their house over it.
2: Yeah, yeah. Although, I mean, the, that wasn't the fine itself that was so big in his case. It was the, the legal bill that...
1: Ah, of course, yes. It. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Should you choose to fight the fine? Yes,
2: <laughs> yes.
1: yeah. It's right. a
2: good, good incentive not to to defend it.
1: Mm. Well, but uh, I gather that's that's one of the first <laughs> of those events. It's not you don't have to get issued with a, uh, a fine if you go down there, do you?
2: Oh no, certainly not. I mean, we've been doing this for over a month now, and, and today was really the first day that they they've tried that on.
1: Okay, interesting. So if, uh, if folks from Canberra would like to come down there, how would they, uh, how would they get in touch? How would they, how would they find you guys? Because, you know, you could be driving around the forests of Mumballa for quite some time without finding you.
2: <laughs> um, they can get in touch with us through either the Chipstop website, there's an email link off that, yep. or, or the CIRCA, the Southeast Region Conservation Alliance. There's a, an email
1: link from that one too. Okay, no worries. Good one. Um, great. So that's the Chipstop website and the Circa website, Southeast East Region Conservation Alliance. Yeah,
2: if they just Google that, it'll
1: come up. No worries. So are there any, have they found any koalas in the actual logging area yet?
2: Um, well, there's a, koala, a set of koala footprints found exactly where they moved to after they were... They were kicked out of the the Aboriginal place. Oh really? Exactly where where they moved to, right on the road there, but it counted for nothing.
1: Mm, just footprints, eh?
2: Yeah, it's really hard to see even when you know they're there. But <laughs> I mean, they are. For example, um, there's a, a woman who lives just down the road from from where the the logging is, who's been hearing the cars at mm. night from her house. You know, so they they're there. And you know there were state forest people on the survey team that that uh, that found that, that Mumbler was the the big the stronghold for them. So they're not questioning that. Not not as if anyone's saying you know these greenies are just making it up. Mm-hmm. The state forest people themselves acknowledge that, that they are here.
1: Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, is there uh, well. I guess just just describe where you are right now.
2: I'm in an area, of forest where they haven't started yet. It's beautiful. There's big old trees. They're, they're mostly stringy barks here. Um, a lot of ferns in the understory. Um, it's look, the bush is looking fabulous because we had all that good rain a couple of months ago. Mm. Um, uh, but compare that to what's happening just down the road. It's, it breaks your heart.
1: Yeah. Okay, is there anything else you'd like to add before we uh, wind up?
0: Oh, that's probably enough for one day, I think. <laughs> okay, no worries. We'll- you have been listening to an episode of A Line in the Sound, the podcast made by Co-Ops, Commons and Communities Canberra, Co-Canberra for short, the New Economy Network of Australia, or Nina, and radio behind the lines from Community Radio, XXX 98.3 FM in Canberra, Australia. Co-Canberra is working towards a cooperative commonwealth. Our work builds strong communities, extensive commons, and a network of climate cooperatives. The New Economy Network of Australia is a network of individuals and organisations working to transform Australia's economic system, so that achieving ecological health and social justice are the foundational principles and the primary objectives of the economic system. Behind the Lines has been running for well over 30 years on Canberra's oldest community radio station, 2XX. We do extended interviews with anyone who's trying to make the world a better place. All three are volunteer run, so if you like what you heard on this episode, join us and become the media. To join up with the New Economy Network of Australia, sign up at neweconomy.org.au. To help out with Behind the Lines, or to help our editing team finish off a mountain of good Australian New Economy info, which includes editing training, contact us at behindthelines98.3 at gmail.com and see 2xfm.org.au, where you can subscribe, donate and volunteer to Australia's only alternative voice, Community Radio. If you're not in Canberra, there's definitely one near you. To help out with CoCanberra, contact us at info at cocanberra.org.au That's C-O-C-A-N-B-E-R-R-A.org.au or come along to our monthly meetups which we share with Nina Canberra Regional Hub where we explore any and all aspects of the new economy find out what we're up to at cocanberra.org.au. and finally if you want to help fund me Scotty to go full time with this and lots of other related work look up Libera Pay, liberapay l i b e r a p a y and search for community supported scotty from there you can find out about all my other projects and donate to help create a new appropriate economy Thanks.